Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. It's time for the B-A-Q-A. Hey, the mm. B-A-Q-A, what you say? Mm-hmm. The B-A-Q-A with me and Day. The B-A-Q-A with Tiffany. The B-A-Q-A. Hey, 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 hey. we're back. This is Brown Ambition Question and Answers. You have questions, we have answers, but we are not your therapist. We're not your official financial advisor. Nope. We are just two super smart, super cute brown girls on the interwebs, um, you know, who just have opinions and we share them and you take them with a large grain of salt. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So get your salt shakers ready. Let's go. We got some juicy career questions today. Let's take our first question. Let's do listener Steph. Steph on IG, by the way, you guys can send us your questions. Slide into our DMs on IG. We are at Brand Ambition Podcast on Instagram or head to brandambitionpodcast.com to submit your question there. All right, so Steph has a great question. She says, hello, ladies. I'm a huge fan of the podcast. Thank you for all that you do. I'll get right to it. I have been headhunted by one of my company's direct competitors, and it's looking like they will give me a job offer. The position would be a lateral move, but it pays much more than I make right, right, right now. That said, I don't want to work for them. I've not heard great things about the company, and I'm currently very happy with where I'm working, despite the fact that I believe I should be paid a higher salary. My question, once I've received the job offer, do I turn it down and never, and never say a word to my boss? Or do I tell my boss that I've been headhunted by a competitor to see if my company can match the offer? I'm afraid that if he says our company can't match it, I'll have to leave my job and work at a company I don't like. Mm, this is all you, Mandra. I'm like, ooh. I love this question so much. First and foremost, Steph, even though you hate this company, it's amazing that you have been headhunted because that tells me immediately that you have a strong professional brand. Like they needed someone to fill this role. They found you on LinkedIn, I'm sure, or some other avenue. And they were like, Steph, this is our girl. She has what we need. Sight unseen. So that's great. And you should be flattered and feel good about the fact that you were headhunted. Don't lose sight of the fact that you have some leverage here. So I know that you have this competing offer and like you're nervous because you think if you go to your manager and say, hey, they've got a competing offer that they're maybe just going to show you the door and be like, yeah, we can't match that. So you can go work for, you know, whoever down the street. But here's the thing, like if you are really good at your job and they really value you, I highly doubt that's going to happen. Like. This job market, it's hard to find great talent these days. And it's very expensive to go back from ground zero and have to start recruiting for a new role again. So I honestly would walk into a conversation with your boss. And to be like clear, I think you definitely should talk to your boss about this because this is one of the best strategies you can use to get a raise at the place where you currently work. 
And I coach people who have a lot less leverage, who literally are just like, I've been given more responsibilities. You know, I've done some market research and I think that I'm, I should be paid this. And then they make a case to their managers and they've gotten it. You actually have a company who's telling you, like, here's a hard offer telling you that you're worth more. So that is actual leverage. And if your company, like, again, if you're great at your job and you're highly valued, you should be able to go to them, like, you know, respectfully and say, hey, here's the thing. I've been headhunted. I've got this competing offer. You guys, I, I want to stay here. Like, I definitely do. But I can't ignore the fact that I have been valued more by a competitor. And so I want to give you guys an opportunity to match this offer or get as close as possible and then stop talking and let them take it into the whatever room they're going to take it to. Let him forward the email on to HR and figure out what they can do for you. Then it's really up to you. Like they may come back to you and say, hey, we cannot, you know, get you all the way here, but we can get you part of the way. You know, we can maybe give you a retention bonus now and revisit it a later time in the year, whatever. Then it's up to you. Do you want to stay or do you want to take that offer? I mean, I think ultimately, is the money going to be worth you being miserable, <laughs> especially if you have a good idea that the place you're going to work is not the place for you? Then this may not just be the opportunity for you right now. But I wouldn't look at it as at a loss. Like, let's say they decide they're not going to match the offer and you're exactly where you started out, still working for this company, knowing that you're underpaid. I And sometimes you can feel like, oh, well, I haven't really accomplished anything. But I think you have. I think for one, you've verified that you're being underpaid and you should look yourself for other jobs that you will love that will pay you more. And on top of that, you've like made a great connection in another company and your professional brand, you've been confirmed, is really strong. Um, so this to me for you is like a win-win, but I definitely would take the offer to your boss, give them a chance to match it, um, but then you got to make the best choice for yourself. And I know I'm all about quitting your way rich, but I'm not quitting your way miserable. Like that's not mm. what I'm about. Like I don't think you should just chase dollar signs just to be chasing them. So I'm really glad that you sent this question. Congratulations, and I want yeah. an update. And I, I'll say this as a as a boss, you know, who has employees, I'll say that if one of my top amazing performing employees came to me and said, hey, Tiffany, honestly, you know, I love working here, girl, but this other place is, you know, gonna offer to pay me this. And, you know, I just wanted to see if there could be match. Honestly, I would look in, I would absolutely, I would hit up, first person I would call is George A, who's my CFO, and I would say, based upon our company's size and our financials, you know, can we afford to match? You know, I so I would be looking to keep you, you know, or if we can't afford to match, she might say, honestly, you know, based upon our company size and our revenue, whatever, we can't do a full, but we could do 60 or 70%. I would offer you something if I thought you brought a lot to the table, um, you know, because always I'm thinking to myself, what's best for the overall company? You know, but what's best for the overall company is also not only to worry about the financials, but to have the best people working here. Um, so to Mandy's point, you know, like it doesn't, it, there's no harm if, if like my best employee came and told me this, I'd be like, oh my gosh. And then, but I'd, my, I'd be on my P's and Q's like, what, what can I offer more? What can I do to compensate them in other ways? You know, can I give them Fridays off? Because, you know, when you illustrate your Oprah, meaning that you illustrate your value to such a high level that is undeniable and undoubtable people will make room for you. And so don't be afraid 
to step into your greatness, sis. They recognize you, girl. <laughs> it's like when someone else says that someone's cute. Like when you're dating someone and they're getting a little complacent, then they find out someone else hit on you. They're like, oh, wait a second. My girl is really cute. Like that's, it's very much like relationships, but I'm excited for you, Steph. Will you please send us an update? Y'all can't yes. leave us hanging like this. We love updates. All right, let's take a quick break, y'all, and be back with another of your BA Q&As. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, BA fam, our fellow entrepreneurs and creatives, this message is sponsored by Squarespace. It is the ultimate toolkit for crafting your online presence. With Squarespace, it's really about more than just building a website. It's about shaping your online identity and making your mark. So say goodbye to checkout headaches with Squarespace's flexible payment options. From credit cards to Apple Pay, they've got you covered. And if you live in an eligible country, they offer buy now, pay later options with Afterpay and clear pay, which means that your customers have even more ways to purchase your products. So head over to squarespace.com and kickstart your journey with a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, don't forget to use our link squarespace.com slash brown ambition to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Just visit squarespace.com slash brown ambition to get your discount today. Remember, your online success story begins with Squarespace. So what are you waiting for? Let's build something extraordinary together. Tiff, what's our next question? I actually just our lost next question comes from Sarah on IG. Yes, you can hit us up on IG. We are Brown Ambition Podcast on on our Instagram. And Sarah said, "Hey Tiffany and Mandy, what are your thoughts on the overemployment movement happening?" And honestly, I never heard of the overemployment movement. Can you? What is that, Mandy? Yeah, so being overemployed these days is basically because of how many places are now allowing people to work remote. People who have more time on their hands because they're not commuting, you know, for example, they've got more time available and they've got more flexibility. They're taking on more jobs. So like you see people doing gig work, like freelancing work or in like I've actually had a coaching client who who hired me to talk her through a situation where she kept her full-time job. I think she was based in Arizona, kept her full-time job, took another job that hired mm. her. They were based in New York, but were allowing her to stay remote. So between the time difference, she was able to like have a nine to five work day doing two jobs. And the reason she did that was not to necessarily, well, take advantage of the situation, but because she wasn't sure the second job was going to work out. And she wanted to like give them 90 days, but she was afraid to quit her other job. I would not recommend that. That's all kinds of if people find out, like I feel like there would be a way for someone to find out. I would not recommend that. But I definitely know a lot of people who are taking on a lot of extra work because they feel like, oh, I've got these extra hours in the days. So why wouldn't I, you know, be trying to squeeze this for all I can and get more money out of it? I mean, my only thought is, 
for people who are um, wanting to advance in their careers, I would just make sure that the additional work that you're taking on is helping you gain new skill sets or good experience for the path that you want to go on in the future. So especially for pivoters, like if you're someone who's you're working in a field now and you want to go into a new field, I'm talking to you educators. I talked to so many educators, Tiff. Yes. Teachers who- Yes, and they want a new path. And one of the things we're usually lacking is, you know, that hard experience, like the hard and like the skills or the the um, showing your work, like a portfolio or something. So I've got teacher clients who are like taking a course on the side and then taking on freelance work to like build up their portfolio. I think that's smart because that's getting you to where you want to go. I don't know about people who are like taking on a bunch of work just for the sake of doing it. Like maybe your goal is just to make some extra cash, but if I were doing it, then I would say choose a side gig or choose another job that is able to like propel you forward in your career or business or whatever you're trying to do. No, I see that. Because honestly, when I, I mean, now that I understand what that means, when I was a teacher, I used to have summers off and I knew it, it was different, but I knew a lot of teachers that would work in the summer. You know, so it's like, oh, I've got two yeah. jobs, but I've got, you know, like my school time job and then I have my summer job or two. Sometimes I also know like so um, uh, a when he was working for um, housing, he one of his like closest friends w- was a super at housing, but also on the weekends worked at the, at, at a hospital um, because he had his boiler license. So he would keep like the boilers and the and, you know, the ACs and things running at the hospital. So. You know, because it provided extra money and honestly, the lift was super light. So um, I just think that, you know, like when incorporating additional work to Mandy's point, when you unless it's necessary to keep your family afloat, you need food, you need shelter, you need safety, um, you need medicine or transportation, you know, like taking on work that overworks you. You know, that's a temporary solution at best because, you know, it's only but so long before you're going to exhaust yourself. Um, my my. Um, Advice has always been like, if you're taking on extra work just for extra money for your pocket, um, to look for something that um, is an extension of what you currently do to Mandy's point. Like, it's like, okay, it can propel you forward. Um, but also too, I like that too, because oftentimes there's not a new skill set, especially if I want to do light lift stuff. Like I used to tutor and babysit on the side when I taught preschool. It was super easy. I got up at three. I picked whatever kid up at like 3.30 till 5.30, extra money for my pocket. Plus I got paid extra because I was a teacher, you know? Or to do something where you already have like a certification or whatever, it will lead to that uh, because that can lead to extra pay as well or just an increase in in knowledge base so you can take that with you wherever you want to go. So um, yeah, I'm all for making extra money, but not overworking yourself unless it's absolutely necessary to support yourself and to create safety for yourself and your family. And y'all be careful. If you're working full-time jobs back-to-back or even a part-time job, keep that stuff separate. Like I wouldn't be doing work for one job on your other jobs, company Mm -hmm. provided computer. Mm. Like that will get you fired in a swiftness with the quickness. Okay. So keep things separate. Um, You have to be really good at time management. So like be realistic about what you can actually handle in a given day. Um, Because I think it will catch up to you. And I feel like also companies are getting savvier and they're starting to implement like time tracking systems and things like that. So I think now they're getting savvier. We're a couple of years into this pandemonium. So um, maybe the jig will be up for some people. But if you guys are working multiple full time jobs, I want to hear from you, please (laughs) slide into our DMs. Hit us up at Brown Ambition Podcast on IG or Brown Ambition Podcast at gmail.com. You can also 
um, send us a message through our website, brownambitionpodcast.com. Mm-hmm. And you can send the questions there too. That's it for the BAQA this week. I hope it was helpful. Keep asking your questions about business, about career, about money. You know, we're here for it, you know. Bring your salt <laughs> shakers. We're here every Friday. <laughs> get it? Grain of salt? Okay, anyway. Yeah, I get it. Uh, see you guys next Friday. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Oh, yeah. And check out Tiff's Netflix show September 6th. What's it called again? Get Smart with Money. Yes, Get Smart with Money. Go ahead and watch the trailer and let me know what you think. Hey, BA fam, we could not do this show without your support or the support of our team behind the scenes. The Brown Ambition podcast is produced by Cumulus Podcast Network. It's edited by the wonderful Imani Crosby and produced by Tanya Bustos. Dennis Stemplinski is our in-house tech guru. And I am Mandy Woodruff-Santos, your co-host. And I will see y'all next week. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.